Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, leadership in today's times is um, quite challenging and a leader can make or break a startup company and we need better leaders. So um, in that light, I'm happy to introduce Valeria and from Miami and uh, she helps leaders to improve communication so that they can increase productivity, conflict resolution, get great results. She's also a trainer for Tony Robbins and I'm happy to welcome her to the show. So welcome. Thank you, Chris, for the invitation. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Um, you know, tell the audience about your story, how you got started and um, what you do. So how I got started, I think I got started with leadership when I started working, right? We, because we have, mm-hmm. we have to start to practice first self-leadership so we can become that leader that people need us to be. So I started in business about 30 years ago. And, and one thing led to another. I started in sales and then I became a sales manager and then I created my own company. And then I had the opportunity to start training other people. And uh, in 2003, I moved to the US, as you can see, uh, or you can tell by my accent. I am originally from South America and I've been here for about 20 years. And it's been a journey. It's been a journey because I had to start all over again in the U.S. and start working for a company. And then as soon as I could, I start doing what I love, which is this that I'm doing right now, which is teaching and coaching and helping people to grow and become the leaders that they want. Or not only they want to be, but also their companies and their clients needs them to be. Uh, you know, like I said, it's all about resiliency. And what's yeah. interesting is, um, you know, especially Argentina, which, you know, has sky high inflation, you know, the, um, and, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends, their family from Argentina, you know, their parents, you know, life savings taken away from by inflation and, you know, currency. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and I born in Argentina, but we moved to Venezuela when I was like four or five years old. So, you know, when I, came to Venezuela. Venezuela was in the, their, their prime. But then when I moved to the U.S., was in a times where Venezuela was really having big, big, big issues with the economy, with, with the security and so on. So, you know, I was kind of, I would say, forced by the universe to make the decision to move. But oh. I don't I don't regret one second the things you know I think that everything that happened to me led me to where I am today which I'm blessed. Yeah, it's it's amazing uh how the universe has your back and yeah. um, uh one thing that's talking about is that um you know in terms of leadership 
What's the number one soft skill that can make or break a leader? Communicate. Communication is the number one. Without communication, we don't have anything. And and if we think about it, we spend most of our day communicating with others. And the time that we are not communicating with others, we are communicating with ourselves. So again, everything starts with 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 us, and then how we express with others. You know. Usually we we try to communicate with other people the way that we want to be communicated. But the truth is that we have to be very strategic on how we communicate with others because we want to communicate with others or to others in the way that they need to be communicated. And that is one of the biggest challenges for any leader. And you, uh, you know, especially Tony Robbins, um, you know, the 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 training is, you know, pretty vigor rigorous. And um, so, what are some five ways to improve your communication skills? Well, the first one is think before you talk, right? Think before you speak. Is is like what is the goal behind what you are going to say? Because sometimes we say too much. Sometimes we say things from an emotional point of view instead of being pragmatic and say okay this is my goal and does this serve me or does this not right so that's the first thing the second thing will be listen to understand instead of listening to respond most of us we're listening to the conversation and we are preparing the whole response in our minds <laughs> to to just you know justify or to just explain what happened and so on and we're not paying attention to the other person needs so if we if we start listening to understand then we can really provide a response that is more proactive another way uh, or another thing that we should um, pay attention when we communicate to others is understanding that everybody's different but uh, but we are predictable different and we are we we have behaviors that there are patterns that we run and there are personality styles i use a lot uh, the disc personality style assessments to understand okay so who you are behind your words right so i can really communicate with you the way that you need to receive the information there are people that needs the the information is straightforward very focused on 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 the goal on the results there are other people that need more time that need to to the, the step-by-step process for example right so so understanding that makes a huge difference uh number four i will say sometimes we need to take a pause before speaking before responding to a situation right we we have the tendency even more in the in the in the in the times that we are experiencing right now we we receive an information and trigger us a response that we don't think too much about it right and sometimes if if we feel that the emotions are going high is the signal for me to put a pause and to think through before i speak and then i will say number five will be emotional intelligence it will be understanding that emotions can be something that will play in our favor in some cases, but sometimes will be on the way of our communication. And we have to understand that we need to self-assess. We need to, to understand where we are emotionally, but we have to understand that we are dealing with people. 
even more you 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 work a lot with doctors uh, christopher so you understand this when you have a patient coming to your office there is an emotion that that person has because you know either that person is not feeling well or something is going on and there is an emotion that is behind the words that you have as a doctor to understand before you can give them a treatment right we talk a lot about empathy but how many people talk about empathy but they don't they don't really i mean they talk about it but they don't walk the talk right so so i think those are the main five yeah yeah i love that and especially the great book is you know these crucial conversations when emotion stakes are high uh, you know, there's different um, different opinions. You know, that's when uh, leadership is really important. And, and you know, now that you mentioned that book, you know what makes a crucial conversation a crucial conversation <laughs> is the is the because if if there was not an emotion behind that conversation, then it wouldn't be crucial. And uh, it's really interesting because he boils it down to like uh, these leadership, and you need to not from emotion but from reason and um and i love this i love how you describe listening to understand as opposed to listening to respond and then uh yeah taboo topics uh crucial so you know especially today's leaders for lack of a better term you know there's not very many good leaders. what are you doing in the space to uh train leaders you know um improve our leadership uh it's it's very uh, like any management or leadership book I read is it's very nebulous. It's almost mm. like it's like it requires a lot of emotional intelligence and a lot of different skills. Well, the, the challenge that leaders have today is a lot of them has been pushed to grow too fast. A lot of the leaders that we are seeing nowadays are positional leaders. They have been put in positions to lead a team, but they have not been given the tools to do it. So they're having been like, like, you know, the, the, the mama dog come and push the little babies to the water. So they, they learn to swim. Well, there is a learning time, right. For them to learn to swim. So what, what is happening is a lot of companies because of, of what happened in the last three years, they lost a lot of the leaders and now they are being pushed to promote people within their teams that they don't have the experience as leaders and they're not giving them the training to become the leaders that the company needs them to be. Now, there's one thing that I want to say is that not always someone that is in a leadership position, either manager or any leadership supervisor or even a CEO, means that that person is a leader, right? You may have, look, I'm going to share with you uh, about five years ago, I went to Costa Rica with John Maxwell. I do also work with John Maxwell. And I was part of the 200 coaches that went uh, to Costa Rica with John Maxwell, hired by the government to help them transform the country. So we did what is called transformational table. And I went to the, one of the companies that I had to go uh, to do the training, to do the, the transformation tables. They had about, let's say about 20, 30 of their employees in their in the in the room. And as I was facilitating the process, there was this guy sitting on the back. And every now and then he put his hands up. And every time that he talked, that he sp that, that he spoke, everybody turned to him and listened to him. And they were like, wow, that's true. And you're right. 
and it was kind of like turning the lights out, uh, out, um, on, right? And then at the end of the session, I saw how everybody went to this guy. They were hugging him. He was, they, they were saying thank you. And they, they were really appreciating the fact that he said everything he said and he shared everything he shared. Then they left the room and I was stay, I, I stayed back with the person that was coordinating the, the session. And she said to me, do you know who that guy is? And I said to her, well, for sure, he's a leader. And she said, well, he's the guy that cleans the bathroom. He has been with the company like for 30 years. And he's the guy that cleans the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, so that is the best example that you can have or that you can see when it's leadership. It's someone that leadership is not something that you get. It's not something that you can give. It's something that you become right and this guy the guy that cleaned the bathroom in that company was respected in that moment as a leader because he showed leadership because of who he is so that was a, a that was an amazing thing to to watch and how everybody came together in that room we had people from uh, different backgrounds different positions and and he got so much significance in that moment just because he show up as the leader that he is, even though he was not in a leadership position. So that is what truly uh, leadership is. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, mix. And it's, uh, you know, I love that story because you're, you know, you're, it's, you you talk about you firmly believing that people's behaviors affect team performance. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I love this um I wish there were more like, you know, DISC and uh, John Maxwell and, um, you know, training teams. The other thing is, um, so especially through challenging time, what can leaders do to, you know, prepare, lead their teams through change, get them um, focused, uh, navigate these waters, really, you know, work from home, you know, everything's changing. So what can mm -hmm. leaders do to help prepare and help their companies navigate through this? especially AI. AI is going to really change a lot of things. Well, I would say transition times comes, like what we are experiencing right now. Some people call it crisis. Some people call it, you know, new times, however you want to call it. I think that the, the leaders and the companies have to put a special attention in their teams. What I mean with this is give them the opportunity to be part of the solution. What we tend to do is, oh, there is crisis, don't talk to me. There is crisis, just do what I tell you to do, <laughs> right? That doesn't work anymore. <laughs> that doesn't work anymore. People want to be part of something. And, and, and you just say it, a lot of people, a lot of companies are still working hybrid. And maybe some of them are at home. Some of them are half of the time in the office, half of the time at, uh, at, at home. Some of them are at the office. And, and this is what I'm seeing. The people that are at in, in the office, they resent the people that are staying back home. And the people that are staying home, they feel disconnected from the mission, from the vision, from the team. So there is there is a lot of going on between the teams. So, so I think one of the things that I would recommend to do, number one, get your people together, create activities that works 
on getting people to know each other at a personal level because now now more than ever it's important to to remember that we are working with people it's important to remember that we need to work together now one of the things that i have seen has made a difference and i saw it during covid and i and now i think it's more relevant is is give every person of your team and a reason why to be there is not anymore about the job that you are giving them it's about the sense of belonging that they have to feel so they feel that they not only are part of the team but that the, that belongs to them that the project belongs to them that the goals belongs to them that the vision is part of them so if we are expecting that we're going to give orders and they're going to do what no then you're going to have people just doing what you tell them to do and they're going to leave you they're going to leave you because you know people leave people they don't leave companies they leave people so if they don't feel that they are part of something you have to compensate right now the distance the separation that we have with something and i think what get us closer is the sense of belonging this is mine i'm part of this i'm right mm -hmm. i'm a important piece of the puzzle to make this work so when the people feel like that they are committed to productivity they are committed to make things happen because now is no my boss the owner of the company that has to you know succeed or that going to get the benefit of this i'm yeah. part of that too and i get the benefit too and i'm when i say benefit i'm not saying you know give them money no no it's way it goes this goes beyond money this goes it has to be more with the culture with the identity with the again the sense of belonging mm. yeah i love that and uh i love this idea where you describe it so uh you know goes beyond money because uh it's all about um buy-in and investment and identity that's why people buy you know two thousand dollar handbags you know versus a ten dollar and it's so interesting because now it's like um people we have uh the technologies enabled that people can go out and do their own thing. So, you know, if companies are holding people back, they're going to go and start their own and, and embody a lot of these leadership principles. And that's why you have um, disruptive companies like, you know, Facebook and Uber and Airbnb, you know, all Coinbase, all of these companies are, they're doing, a, you know, because they can't do anything within the existing leadership. So they become leaders in their own rights. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and creating a company, the truth is, it's not for everyone. I mm. know a lot, I have a lot of friends that they love and enjoy working for corporate. So I think there is a, a space and time for everyone at every level, right? Is mm. how you motivate your employees so they really feel that they are part of something big, bigger than themselves. If they feel that, they're gonna stay. If they feel disconnected, most likely they're gonna leave, either for their own project or to another company mm -hmm. yeah fascinating discussion i love that and um and how can people um contact you follow you reach out to you on social media check out your work etc okay so they can reach out to me uh via facebook or or instagram through valeria grund and if they want to see my website they can reach out uh in leadership.com valeria yeah and for all the audience out there let's thank valeria for 
coming on to the show and uh, really talking about leadership, especially in these times, we need great leaders. And, and and Christopher, also, I, I forgot, uh, I always forget LinkedIn. That probably will be also one of the main uh, places where you can reach out to me. And all of uh, uh, your resources will be in the links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week